Hello, everyone. How are we? Good? Okay. Got a bunch of stuff to pass here for a minute. So you pass that through. There's sign-up sheets. Be sure to flip through all of them. I'm afraid to walk by the speaker. Charlie, you mind grabbing that and giving it up to the cheap seats up there? Hey, guys. Um, thank you. Stepped on something. There. Um, thank you. All right. Uh, I need to make sure everybody has a writing utensil tonight. So if you didn't bring a pen or a pencil, be sure to grab one of these snazzy CSF pens. Maybe take three or four and put them in your bag, please. <laughs> I really need them to get out of here. Um, and then uh, there are... Hey, Sam, can you take us one more? I'm afraid to get too close to the speaker or it's going to like, can you take that for them? Yeah. Um, all right. As that's passing, as that's passing, just make sure you get one of those, something to write with, um, and a piece of paper because we're going to need that later. Um, a couple other like housekeeping things real quick. I need to come down some, please. Um, uh, last semester, at the end of the semester, um, I had set up some like Calendly, like 30 minutes uh, kind of meetings, and I got to meet a bunch of you, and it was awesome. Um, some of you I like never had met before prior to that, really, like we'd been like, hey, you know, and some of you I knew a little bit better going into that, but it was like a really, really awesome experience for me to just get to know some of you more. And um, that's something I'm going to be doing throughout the course of the semester is, um, unfortunately, it's like very narrow time frame, but um, that's going to be around. It's on Thursdays in the afternoon. So I would love, you know, to, to be able to connect with some more of you during that time. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, like just meeting up and talking about life or having somebody listen and pray, that's like what that's about. So that's one thing. Um, a second thing I would love for people to be thinking about is... Uh, one of our local churches um, invited us to like help take part in some child care for a, a conference that they're putting on, um, and it happens to fall, hold with me, it happens to fall on the first Saturday of spring break, okay? So not awesome, I know. I know everybody's going to be like, I'm out of here as soon as my last class is over, but I know we have a lot of locals or close by people, and I know we have some people who maybe don't want to like jet home also. Um, it's just the morning of that Saturday. Um, and I don't think it's like we need 50 people, but I think we could use like a dozen people. Um, so if that's something you're like, I like hanging with kids or I would love to stick around for that morning, we'd be done by one. You could jet at that point and have your spring break. If you're interested in that, would you come talk to me? Because I, I want to let them know I'm, I'm definitely, I am volunteering. I don't know if we have a group volunteering. So if, if you're interested in that, just let me know and we can do that. All right, that's all my housekeeping. Um, so glad to see you all. So glad to worship together. It's, it's been awesome for me to get back into the semester. Um, we're in this series, this permission series, and we kicked it off last week. Hannah, Hannah talked um, into that and about like just discipling and like a, a little bit about what that looks like, scratching. We're just, a lot of this is us like scratching the surface and kind of getting interested and letting us know, like I look out over the course of all, all of you and I see that, like, 
God can do these things through you. Like, it's not this some, like, far-off thing of, like, oh, only, like, these uber-holy, like, super-Christians can do any of this stuff. It's like, no, we, as followers of Jesus, like, practicing his way, right? These are all these pieces of that, of living out a life in Christ. And um, the heart of the series, when it comes down to that, is, like, encouraging you all and just trying to, like, hand some tools um, out in some ways, maybe some things that you haven't seen modeled or maybe just don't really know how to do or maybe seem scary um, or you just never have heard of. Um, it's important for us to tell each of you again, like we, we see in you the ability to do these things. We see in you the ability to invest in another Christian. We see in you the ability to share your story like so many people have done, like Eric just did. We, we see in you the ability to extend the gospel to the people around you effectively. Like, I, I see that in you all, and we can do that, and we can advance the kingdom, you know, in that way of, like, of like growing that and, and living that out. Um, last week, again, Hannah started that conversation about this conversation about, like, this idea that if we're in Christ, we're empowered to help others draw nearer to him. And it, it may seem scary or out of reach sometimes, but, but you can disciple someone. You can mentor someone. You can invest in that way to help people move nearer to Jesus and walk with them. Um, how, many, how many of you love a good story? How many hate stories? You even hate a story? Like thinking about the inverse of that. Nobody's willing to fess up to that. Just hate stories. Um, I think typically we, we are drawn to, like, especially when it's like a good story, like we're drawn into that. And I, I do, like that, that is a huge thing for me. I love story. Good stories evoke emotion and thought in us. They draw us into the narrative. It's not just something we observe, but we're like brought into. Um, it allows us to not just read about something, but like even to experience sometimes when it's a good story. Truly great stories, even completely fictional ones, a lot of times help us even grapple with truth in a way that maybe like direct information doesn't, because we just have something in our brains that that like works for um, the way that we have been made. Story is beautiful, and it's embedded in our universe. You know, Jesus, we, we see throughout the Gospels, so often he's teaching in the form of story. He's not just laying down this information all the time, but it's like, there were two brothers, and yada, yada. You know, it's like, that's the thing. There, there's, this, there's this grass beside the, the, the road and what that looks like to do this. And he would speak in those things because it can teach in that way. He taught in stories. The Bible is the story of God given to us by him. And I think part of following Jesus, who is the master storyteller, is to tell our own stories and, like, to use the Hebrews term, to tell the stories of like that great cloud of witnesses that has gone before us even. Like to, to, to be able to share those stories about how God has worked in people's lives, how he's worked in our lives, and let people know that um, and, and what that experience has been like. So I want to pray, um, and then we're going to jump into just this idea about you can share your story. Um, Lord, uh, thank you for your grace. Uh, thank you for your care for us, and thank you for the life that you call us in. Um, Lord, I just pray for these students uh, tonight that um, you would just encourage them. 
and uh, they'd know your nearness to them. Um, they'd know that you are are truly with them, and you know you know the depths of the things they uh, they struggle with, and every bit of like this life um, that they're going through right now, and just just what that looks like, and that you you care. Um, so I, I just pray for just that realization to be just strong tonight in this, and I do pray, Lord, that that you would help us to understand and like even be able to to process the things that you've done and the way that you've led us and the way that your grace has been evident in our life, that you would give us confidence to just be able to share that and say, hey, like this is what God has done. Um, when people ask, when people are curious, like why are you a follower of Jesus and that we can actually answer that. So help us, help us to just have a little bit of understanding more in that tonight, um, a little bit more practice, and that you would be glorified in it. That's the, that's the chief end, Lord, is that you are glorified, um, that you are, you are praised. Um, so we give you this time. Amen. Um, what I wanted to focus on tonight as I'm looking at this is how, how we tell the story of our life uh, in Christ to others. Um, when, when that is, when there's an opportunity for that to happen, that we're like able to say, like, this is, this is where I was. This is how I met Jesus and like where he has taken me, um, kind of thing. And I, I think that like, you know, there's a lot of terms you can do like witnessing or evangelism. Um, I'm sure there's other, other words that have been thrown around sharing the gospel. Um, those, those words or phrases that we use some, can sometimes be like a scary thing. Like we, and there's a lot of reasons for that. We get, we get into some uh, nervousness about maybe doing that and like sharing that with our friends. Um, but when we realize that it's, in, in this case, we're going to talk about like the gospel in a few weeks. Um, but in this case of just like talking about our story and what Jesus has done in our lives, um, I think that for me takes a lot of the weight off of it because it's like our, it's like my story. <laughs> you know, it's like I can just tell about like the things in my life and it's not like this prepared thing that we necessarily have to have. First um, Peter 3, 15 and 16 is kind of the theme tonight as I'm, I'm thinking about this. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Now, there's a bunch in there, and a lot of times we quote that when we're talking about, like, apologetics. It's like, I have to defend the faith kind of situation, and I think there's a place for that, um, too, but, but I want to come at this at an angle of giving reason for the hope we have, as in, like, I'm going to share just, like, literally, like, what Jesus has done in my life, this isn't a defense of the faith. I don't have to, to prove um, the legitimacy of scriptures and um, um, all, all these things right now. This is literally like, this is what I have seen God do in me, and I'm just sharing that. Um, and this idea of like defending our faith can take a lot of forms, like I said, but tonight we're going to focus on more narrowly on just the idea of sharing your personal faith story with other people, being prepared to tell it, to give the reasons for the hope that we have in Christ by sharing what he's done in our lives. In my mind, nothing speaks louder than really sharing what he has done in us. Um, like in my actual life, I am able to share that, and that speaks loudly. 
particularly if it's backed by matching action. That's that idea of like, um, that Peter gives of like keeping a clear conscience that your good behavior in Christ, you know, shows this as well. It wants, it needs to be backed up as well. Um, there's some strong reasons why our personal stories impact others. Um, people who know you are like legitimately interested in you. I hope if not get some other friends, but like, like if they're around you, like they're legitimately interested in what's going on in your life. Right. And like to be like, I want to know what's going on with you all. I want to know like how God has worked. I want to know, you know, what your break was like. And I hope you're like close friends and the people you're around would want that as well. People who know you are actually interested in you in your life. So telling your story is a thing that people are actually interested in. Um, two, like other people can relate. Um, Eric brought that up, you know, of like hoping like maybe, maybe you're someone who also grew up in the church and maybe there wasn't this like huge cataclysmic thing that happened, but like God still is glorified in that. And maybe as we look at, at like stories like Eric's, we can see that of like this faithfulness of God through that time. Other people can relate. And the third thing is that like, it's, it's hard to argue with the fact that your life has been changed. Like, we can argue theology all day long, we can argue all of these belief systems and all that stuff, but, like, it's hard to be like, no, that was not your experience. Like, that's kind of garbage. So, um, that's probably not going to happen. So, there's some strong reasons why those impact. Some other reasons I see in Scripture for, like, telling your story, um, it's, it's glorifying to God, like, that's a scriptural thing, like, when we tell what He has done in us, that's a, that's a giving glory to the Lord, it's an act of worship to do that. Um, it also helps us to remember what God's done in our lives when we recount it. It's almost like there's like a spiritual discipline to the recounting of what God has done. And it's a reminder and an encouragement to us as well when we remember. Remember, remember, remember. Like that, that, is, that is a huge aspect of Scripture is like remembering what God has done through history, remembering what He has done in our lives. Um, the... Israelites, they put up that giant pillar, and they're like, we're remembering this is how far God has brought us. Like, that's why we're doing this, you know, and it's over and over and over we see that. So there's a spiritual discipline to that, too. Um, but in general, I think sharing your story is a, a very powerful tool for extending the gospel to other people. Um, one of my favorite accounts in the Gospels, uh, the Gospel of John, is probably a familiar one, but it's the, it's the woman at the well, Right? Jesus and the disciples are traveling. I'm going to try to be, give a summary here, but they, they're traveling through Samaria, which is kind of a more hostile area to them. The Samaritans and the, the Jewish people are not, not friendly with each other, but he decides to go through. They stop at the town. He sits down at the well. He sends his disciples off to get food. And while they're gone, this woman comes up, and they have this, like, really awesome, like, kind of theological conversation about, like, what it means to be the Messiah and, like, what worship is going to look like and all these things. And in the end, she has a realization of, like, who Jesus is. It's this, like, really beautiful moment of grace that's happening there. And in John 4, 28, so this is after all this conversation. You should go read it later if you haven't, if you're not familiar with it. It says, then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? So they came out of the town, and they made their way toward him. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. 
And the testimony was, he told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. Because of his words, many more became believers, and they said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we've heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. This is beautiful. Like, she has this awesome experience with him, but she goes and is just like, I met this guy. Seems pretty awesome. I think he's the Messiah. And that, that was like, that's, it was simple. And, and it's this, this beautiful example of what like telling your story is. It's uh, what sharing your story can do. She simply told people about meeting Jesus, invited them to come and see, and that caused this landslide of others coming to know him. There isn't, you know, like we don't see any, maybe there was, but we don't see like any debating or arguing or any of that stuff happen. She is just there saying, I met him come and check it out. And then they do. She told her experience, gave an invitation, and God did the rest. Um, another account that I think can be helpful to us in pre- maybe prepping us to share our story is looking at like Paul's defense of the gospel in Acts 26. Um, I didn't say this before, but if you use version, all these notes are in here and like all these scriptures are, are there, okay. Um, Paul's defense of the gospel in Acts 26 though um, and this is where we can get into some practical ways to share our story. Um, would actually, would somebody be willing to read this for me? Anybody? Um, so Acts 26, um, read 4 through 11 first, and then I'm going to stop you. Actually, while you're looking that up, I, I am going to break in a few times, so I'm going to be rude in that way. Um, but we're going to see that there's a little bit of a, a format that we can kind of see, I guess, before meeting Jesus and then after is like kind of what we're going to see Paul work through. Um, and Ben on, uh, on Sunday, he, he shared this. I wanted to say it again, but he, he said this chosen quote from uh, Mary Magdalene and the Chosen. I was one way, and now I'm completely different and the thing that happened in between was him. Like, we, we see that with, it's, that's, that's gold right there. But, like, we, we see that through the way Paul talks. We see that through the way these other people speak. So, um, yeah, are you ready for that? So, 4 through 11 right now. Them to blaspheme. 
being exceedingly enraged, sorry, enraged against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. Awesome, cool, thank you. Just putting you on the spot here. So, um, so we see the before. This is like Paul's before. Uh, he talks about his like uh, his piety to or God, like his his um, his own righteousness, right? Like he was. Uh, the Pharisee of Pharisees and all, all these things, but he also talks about like his zeal for the Lord driving him to these, the way he persecuted, but then also he's turning into like, this is kind of, this is the sin that came from that as I was doing these things. Um, do you mind keep reading? Is that cool? Uh, so 12 to 18 this time. So this is the how that Paul is getting into. This is the meeting of Jesus. It's, it's like, I met Jesus in a very, very, very convincing way at this point, and then him actually coming to know, like, this is the truth. But then also there's this, like, mission standpoint. Like, as he, turn, as he becomes a follower of Christ in that moment, that there is, like, mission that's also given to him. Um, I won't make you read the last one here. So uh, the last part of this is he's kind of standing before this king and in this court is, is the after. Um, and that, that looks at like where he is at. And he's like, I am here because of that mission. I am here because of Jesus. The reason I'm standing before you is because of the grace of God in my life. And he gives glory in that way. And I think this is like a really great place to, to start if we're going to think about like, how could I give my story? Like, if one of my friends asked me, like, why are, why do you, why, why are you a Christian? I can start with, well, this is, like, where I was, and this is how I met Jesus, and, like, this is where that's taken me to kind of begin that conversation. What it is not is, it's not supposed to be some kind of equation um, or some prepared speech. Uh, for me, it's not about having, like, note cards in my back pocket that I can whip out at any given moment and do that, you know, if that's what you need, that's fine. But like, it's more about, this is my story. I don't want to like read it <laughs> to, you know, kind of thing to people. Um, it's about helping us get our story straight as we think through that of the before, the how, the after, um, and get it in our brain a little bit better so that we uh, are always prepared to give an answer for the hope that we have, like Peter talked about. Um, so just like Paul, 
we look at our lives and we can ask some questions in order to get this in our mind and be more prepared. And uh, what's up here, and this is a thing that's on your sheet actually too, you can take a look that way, um, is this. Like before, here's some just questions to ask. And we're thinking about like, how could I give my story in an effective way? Before, this is your life before you knew Christ. Before you came to Christ, like where were you spiritually? Um, How did that affect you? Your feelings, your attitudes, your actions, your relationships, like what did that look like? Before you came, became a believer, what were some ways God began drawing you to Christ? Like, how did that kind of initial thing start happening where God was working in your life, bringing you to him? Um, the second thing is like the how, like Paul said. I see he met him on the road, blinding light, voice audibly, um, probably not what we're getting, but like the how. What does meeting Jesus look like in your life? What motivated you to surrender to Jesus as Lord and Savior, specifically, how did you come to Christ, receive his forgiveness, and submit to his lordship? And then the after. For Paul, it was like, I'm standing here in chains because of this, and this is my mission, and this, this is why God deserves the glory. For us, like, what was the new walk, what does the new walk in Jesus look like? What changed in our life after we surrendered to Christ? How has God been working in our life lately? Um, so for me, um, I, like Eric, uh, grew up in the church. I was born on an Easter Sunday, and my parents had me in church the very next Sunday. That's how long I had been in church, a long time. Um, And I knew a lot about scriptures, Sunday school all the time, could give you a good answer, pretty good kid. Um, But there was a point where, and it's a lot like me looking back and being able to articulate this now, but there was a point where my self-righteousness took over in a massive way. I would definitely look down on anybody doing bad things, um, and just that was kind of where I was in that, and very much thought about like my church attendance and my being a good kid was like what I needed. But there was a point where two things happened. One, I got wrecked by the actual statement, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That had not been a reality in my life up until that point, where I finally realized, like, "Mm, what I am thinking is, like, righteousness is just, like, my own kind of work. It's one of the reasons I kind of soapbox on that probably a lot, is because of that was the thing that God hit me with. Um, The second was um, my pastor being like, like, what is the thing holding you back from surrender? Like asking that question directly. Um, And finally doing that. Um, Surrendering to Christ, being baptized into Christ, and uh, walking with him. And the after of that is that God is continually working on spiritual pride for me. That is a continuous, like, moment of grace in my life, but in a lot of ways, I feel like that has, has like, worked to uh, help bring um, a reliance on God for me um, that I live by day by day. Like, I, I have to, I know I have to rely on Christ day by day by day, and a lot of, I mean, he's brought me into ministry and all those things, but that, that's the biggest piece, is just knowing where my reliance and, and how that is determined in that way. So, um, that's just like a really quick thing, and, and it's not meant to be like, okay, and now we're done, you, obviously, I'm going to baptize you now that I've told you, you know, that if, if I'm talking to my non-Christian friend. It's, it's about starting a conversation 
and being able to tell a story that's real and just to kind of give yourself a little more in that way. A beginning, a middle, and a, or a, a start. I can't say the words right. Before, when we met him, and then after is what I'm trying to get at. Now, again, super simple. Hopefully leading to more questions. Um, I think it's like really important that we pay attention to what Peter says when he's like, like always be prepared. Okay, we want to do that. To give, an, to give an answer, and it's to that question of, like, for the hope that you have. Um, it's about, like, curiosity. If someone is curious, that we actually can, can answer and speak into that. And to be aware of curiosity um, from friends or family or whatever. Uh, a conversation rather than a monologue that takes place as we begin to point deeper into the gospel story. That Jesus came to bring home what was lost he gives life to what is dead. He restores what's broken. He frees what's enslaved. Um, and a better understanding of sharing the deeper gospel story, again, we're going we're gonna to explore that in a few weeks. But my prayer is that we would learn and we'd be willing to tell our story um, because our stories are powerful illuminations of what God has done and who he is. So having said all that, that's kind of just the, the info. Um, I want you to grab that piece of paper. Um, and we're going to take a few minutes. I'm not going to give a ton of time because I've already went long, and I want you to have time in your groups, but I do want you to think thoughtfully here, okay? Um, there's some questions here, and I, this don't write a novel um, by any means, but just jot some notes. But I, I do want to encourage you in a couple ways. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're here tonight and you're a follower of Jesus, um, I'd like you to answer those questions that are on, on the screen, they're on your paper, um, and start wrapping your mind around your story in a concise way. You know your story. It's your story. But just to kind of concisely understand it. Um, if you're not a follower of Jesus here tonight, I still would ask you to answer the first question. And then as a second question, a follow-up question, ask, what's keeping me from following Jesus? I'd like to ask that question tonight, okay? Um, so take a little bit of time to do that. I'm only going to give you like three minutes. All right. So got to work quick. Share. Not everyone's going to get to obviously because we have like 15 minutes um, and not everyone wants to, I'm sure, uh, kind of thing. But that is an invitation, not a forcing. So don't run out the door, please. Um, and your leader should share first, one, one of them. Um, that's going to be an opportunity. I think it's, 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 like I said earlier, it's a encouragement when we hear people's stories, but also to be able to practice that is a really important thing. So I just want to challenge you all, even if you don't get to give it in a group, that you'd take time sometime this week to like share that story. So let me pray real fast, and then we'll go to groups. God, we love you. Thank you for the story that you are writing in us. And thank you for the, the way that your grace has been shown in us. And I just pray again that we would have confidence that when someone is like, why do you follow that Jesus person? That we're able to say, this is what you've done. Um, so help us to do that, for it to be natural, um, for us to be able to have like practiced that and, and know and have, have like thought through the way you have impacted our lives. So I just pray over these groups that that's, a, that's an encouraging thing. And we just give you praise. Amen.
was that on? Was there a third page? Or was there only two? Well, there's a front and back. It's like upside down for some reason. Gotcha. But yeah, that's I didn't a, know if there's a third page. Right. No, you're good. Yeah, it's cool. Sorry.